Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 181. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to another episode. This is a good one, you guys, because my girl, the one and only Megan Colwell, is back as my guest again on the show. As you may know, Megan and I work together very closely every day. She is the director of design for my company, Fun Love Media. She's also a social media whiz. She's also a wood-burning artist. She's also a wonderful person, smart, delightful human being that I love. And I wanted to have her on the show more this year in 2023, just because she and I are such a great team and we have so much to offer together. And she has so much to offer um, from her perspective as well. And um, this episode, we're, we're talking about really just helping you make things easier on social media for you, like kind of simplifying some things and just giving you um, tips where you can actually go out and take action and make this whole social media journey um, a little bit simpler, a little bit easier on yourself. So it's going to be a really cool conversation to just sit back and listen to and have fun with us talking all the social media things. Um, Before that, a couple orders of business. Um, First, I just want to say welcome to everybody that joined Small Biz Social Society on this last enrollment. So we had enrollment of my membership open for just a handful of days recently, and it closed on um, Tuesday, April 4th this time. And um, we had several people join our community, and that was so nice to see some new faces in there. So I just wanted to say welcome to you guys officially. And if you missed it, um, you can you know just keep your eyes open for the next time. I think the next time enrollment will be open will be in June of 2023. It'll be a very short window of time. So you want to definitely watch out, listen to the show. You want to definitely be on my email list, honestly, because that's, it's, it's hard to really catch everything on social media. Like you should follow me on social media. Yes. We're going to have fun together. You know, we're going to dance, we're going to sing together, but that's, it's, you're not going to see every single post every single time. And it's kind of hard to keep up. So if you'll just get on my email list, then you're going to know exactly when enrollment is opening for my membership. You're going to know exactly what's coming up on the next podcast episode. You're going to know if I have any random weird stories to share with you about my life, you're going to know all of those things because I send an email every single Monday. So you just got to go to brittanycrossan.com slash join email and you're going to get um, on my email list to get to get that Monday email. You'll also get um, my uh, my guide for free. So go and do that. We'll put the link in the show notes. But anyway, I just wanted to say welcome to the new members of Small Biz Social Society. It's a really cool community and I'm have really, really enjoyed spending time with all of these cool creative members in there. Um, and uh, also, the other thing I wanted to share with you is that in my company, Fun Love Media, we're actually taking on a couple of new co- podcast clients and we are looking at sponsors for all of our podcast clients. So it's pretty cool to venture into that area um, of, of the business and of what we do because um, you may know I've had this podcast for, you know, now as I'm recording this, it's been like three and a half years that I've had this show and I love it so much. And 
my team and I had been making the show week after week after week. And one day back in 2022, I was like, what if we offered this as a service to other people that want to have podcasts, especially if they want to have a podcast for like for their business, for it to be part of their marketing for their business and part of their advertising for their business. And, um, and, uh, people that want to get their message out into the world, you know? And they were like, yeah, hell yeah, we can do that. So <laughs> we started offering the services to others. And now we have a total of four shows on the Fun Love Media Podcast Network. Uh, one of, And this one is, is one of them. And um, we decided that we have the capability to take on probably just two more in, in 2023. So if it's something that you've been considering, you don't have to be close to me because I, you know, I'm based here in Houston, but this podcasting stuff is all done remotely. All of our podcast clients are scattered all over the country. So you record, we do the rest. That's what we say. So if it's something that you've been thinking about for your, for yourself, for your personal brand, or even for your business, um, definitely send us an email, you know, and, and see what you think. You can, you can just send an email to me at Brittany, uh, Brittany at funlovemedia.com. So it's B-R-I-T-N-E-Y at funlovemedia.com. I'm just really excited to bring on a couple more shows. I love helping people amplify their voices and get their message out there in the world. And podcasting is a perfect way to do that for your business or for your brand. And and we're also venturing into the world of sponsorships. You know, um, I always say that podcasting is more is, is about more than just getting advertisers. It's about a lot more than just getting advertisers, but it's really cool to think that the possibility is out there that we could find brands to collaborate with for our shows that genuinely align with what all of our shows are doing, which is a lot of good shit. Honestly, each show that we do, um, serves a different purpose and each host is different yet the common ground is that we're all using this space for good and to help others and to um, inspire others and uh, and build businesses and build great lives. So I'm excited to venture into all of that. I just wanted to share that with you. And if you're if you're interested in learning more just about podcasting, definitely you know follow all the things on social media. Follow me. Follow Fun Love Media. Follow the Social Sunshine Podcast because um, we're going to try to crank out more content that has to do with podcasting. Because I also want to give you tips on how to be great podcast guests. Because I've had a lot of guests over the years, and I've learned what works and what doesn't. <laughs> and so um, I'm excited to be talking about the whole podcast thing more and more with uh, with you guys. So um, with that said, I am going to zip it so that we can get to this conversation with a woman who is very important to this podcast, actually. She's a producer on this show, on all of our shows, and helps put everything together. I'm so excited for you to hear my conversation with one of my favorite people in the whole world, Miss Megan Colwell. Okay, first I have a bone to pick with you that I didn't tell you about, but this is about um, my latest obsession and it's um, called Cherry Coke Zero. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, this is my fault, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? It's not even a fault thing. I'm actually going to thank you because my life is happier now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it it is the Cadillac of diet sodas. Um. Yeah. I would have to agree with you on that. And I, as you know, went for like almost seven years without drinking any sort of a soda type of thing. I had like a few road trips where I got like an icy that was like a Coca-Cola flavored or something like that, but I didn't actually drink any for almost seven full years. I don't know why, because I didn't lose a pound. (laughs) I don't know what it did for my health. I'm sure somebody's going to DM me and let me know. Um, And then the new year of 2023, I was like, 
I'm just going to have a Coke Zero because my friend Erica had some in the fridge and, you know, mm. and you had previously talked about Cherry Coke Zero and <laughs> when we had our yeah. event last year in 2022. And so I had the Coke Zero with her and I had like three that day. And I was like, oh, mm. God, I'm such a rebel. <laughs> and, then, rebel. and then and then we get home because we were at their place. We get home and I remember from la- last June. So this was in January. The previous mm-hmm. June, I still had some of the cherry ones in our refrigerator in the garage from the event <gasps> that I was at with you. And I was like, I oh. would that <sighs> it was so exciting. <laughs> that would not last in my house. And you just decided to indulge in the ones yeah. that you had. Yeah. So I just went ahead and had them. And um and you know, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Oh my gosh. I love them. I think Cherry Coke Zeros taste delicious. They're a great afternoon pick-me-up. Too bad Coke doesn't sponsor this podcast. <laughs> You're right. Give us a call, man, because we're obsessed. Um, so anyway, good. Anyway, welcome back to the show. <laughs> yeah, sorry about uh, that. Whoopsie poos, but, you know, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> no, my my life feels enhanced. I'm good. Um <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm glad that you're here again. I love having you on the show with me. If I could have you on every week, I would. Um, but you yeah. like have things to do in your job. Um, <laughs> but today I wanted to talk about ways to make social media easier for content creators. Um, whether you're a beginner or advanced, it really doesn't matter. I think the things that you and I are going to share are like good for a lot of different types of situations. Um, cause I feel like, and I'm sure you agree, like that's a big obstacle I think for people out there wanting mm. to do it themselves with social media is thinking that it's going to be difficult. It's going to be complicated. It's going to be hard. It's going to take forever. It's going to be like this huge chore, which I know it right. can be, but like we want to help that not be like that. Yeah. I think at first for so many creators and entrepreneurs, it is daunting. It's like a mountain at first just to try to like figure out one platform. So I love this topic. I think making things on social will just really improve the marketing plan of a lot of businesses. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's dive in. Um, you go first. Tell me your first, your first tip you're sharing on how to make social media uh, easier. I always say everything is content. And you might have heard that before, but I say it because it's true. If you can work social media into your life and just start recording, taking pictures, and I'm not talking, you don't have to record like a ton of stuff, but like, you know, five second clips, 10 second clips that you can string along later. I think that is huge because if you just have a bank of stuff in your phone that you can pick and choose from and schedule out, oof, game changer. Right. Yeah, it really is. And I think that you like like what you're saying, you could just get little bits here and there. If if you're if you can train your brain to have kind of social media top of mind, at least most days, like take your days off, whatever. But you know what I mean? Cause then if you yeah. if you're you, you kind of train yourself and you know like when you're in a situation where you could just kind of grab the phone, just get like 10 seconds of you walking through this beautiful park or something. Yeah, I do that all the time. Like I try not to let it inhibit my personal life where I'm like, oh, hold on. We can't eat until I take a picture of this plate. I try not to do that. I I really try to make that to Ryan all the time. (laughs) 
no more, but that, you know, I did <laughs> guilty. I, my, I'm guilty of doing it. And now it's part of my personal life with my husband and I, we went to dinner on Saturday and I took a picture of the barbecue plate. Obviously we had barbecue. I'm from Kansas city, but he's like, is that for the gram? And I'm like, for the gram. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows, but I just, I working it into your personal life in ways that aren't incredibly intrusive. Um, at first it's going to be weird for the people around you. And I think that's part of the awkwardness of social media. Cause at first you're like, I, I didn't used to do this and now I'm doing it and people can look at you funny, but who cares? Right. But you're right though. That's a big obstacle too, is like thinking about the eyeballs on you. Like if you are in a place where you thought you think, you know, you know what, I would love to get a little bit of video footage of this. This is so beautiful where I am right now, or it's so interesting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you do, it does cross your mind. It still crosses mine sometimes. I'm like, Oh, there's probably people staring at me and granted I'm better at, <laughs> you know, not worrying too much about it now, but it takes time. I feel like it can get so deep, right? Like it can, you've got to get like mindset right in the good place to where you just don't worry so much about that. Cause honestly, if even yes. if people do look at you, they're not going to worry about it for that long. No, they're probably taking their own pictures and I try not to let it completely derail the present moment. Like I'm not that person who's going to record an entire concert on my phone because I'm going to watch <laughs> it later. Hey, I'm not going to watch it later. But I mean, it's almost normal nowadays. You expect someone to take a quick, you know, clip. Now, if they're walking around with a selfie stick, you know, and they're not present with, and their family's there or something like that, <laughs> that's a bit much, but working it into your everyday life in right. natural. Right. You said everything is content. There was that song that was trending on social media that was like, everything is content. Everything is content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. true. It's so true, but if you can anchor that content that you're recording and just like piling up in your phone's gallery and your brand pillars, so you have three or four different things that you always talk about in your business or your personal brand, and just if you see that when you're out and about in your regular life, boom, picture, boom, five-second video, and just have it in your phone gallery. You don't know when you're going to post it, but you have it. Right. Yeah. Having a bank of, I mean, we know that. Um, also like with clients that we work with, having like that bank of content, oh my gosh, it feels so good. Lowers the stress level. You know, you've got good stuff to work with. You're not like, oh no, what do I need to document today to figure this out? Like you've already banked up so much stuff. And here's something, I don't know if you were going to say this, but you've said this before. Um, This is your idea. And I wanted to mention it because it has to do with this. You've talked about being that you're a designer. You've talked about how like if people have an opportunity to get like a photo or a little bit of video in a setting that matches their aesthetic of their brand, like you've, you've talked about like, what if there was like a mural and it was in, the, you know, a red and one of your colors is red or whatever. Like you could get yes. content in front of that while you're out and about. Totally. If I catch myself in an outfit, that's one of my brand colors. You bet your ass I am taking photos. I am take I'm shooting a couple ticky talkies and I'm saving it to my dress. Or like if I see a local mural and it's a Kansas City mural. I mean, I'm gonna take a picture in front of it. People expect you to take pictures in front of murals, but um Isn't that what they're for? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. The dog's okay. 
Yeah. Well, okay. So it's a windy day and the, tra- the trash cans have blown over and he is, he is scared of the trash cans. I'm going to move my dog real quick. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's just a trash can, bud. Let's go. If not an evil person, let's go. Sorry about that. He's like that trash can's not gonna, <laughs> not gonna attack my house, yo. <laughs> yeah. He went into like straight bar dog mode over a trash can. He's also barked at, um, a mug getting heated up in the microwave. Oh, okay. That's all right. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? Whatever floats his boat. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, no. I, so, yeah, I love taking pictures when I'm out and about and just having a bank of it on my phone. If I'm in that color outfit, if I see a mural, if I see a sunset that's even the same colors as my aesthetic, right. I just collect it. Right. Okay, cool. And like you said, it doesn't have to take over your life. Like you could choose. You could be like, look, on this outing, I am choosing to grab some content while I'm out and about just tiny bits here and there. But maybe on the next one, you're like, don't want to screw with that. Thank God I did it last time. Like you you can work it out to your schedule. It doesn't have to be some overwhelming, huge project. That is exactly right. It's not overwhelming if you're just doing it in your normal everyday life. It's, it doesn't make it like an extra at that point. Right. You're used to it. It's no big deal. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, the next tip I want to toss out is super simple, but it, it's going to apply to you if you, especially if you use um, LinkedIn, if you use Twitter and maybe even Facebook, I guess it could apply to any and everything. But anyway, let me explain. If you're, if you're creating posts that are text only, um, which is the thing still on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Those are two that kind of stand out to me. I mean, you can put mm-hmm. photos and videos on those two, right? But they're not mm-hmm. as, um, it's not as necessary. Like it's much simpler there. You could do a text only post and it's totally acceptable. So first of all, if you like that sort of thing and that's simpler to you, maybe you should be on LinkedIn and Twitter and <laughs> you don't want right. to have to make videos all the time. Um, but anyway, if you, you know, if you have, I'm going to use LinkedIn as an example because I just think it's such a powerful platform um, for business owners, especially say you have, you know, you have all of your knowledge on the subject matter that you're an expertise in that you're an expert in and you can just jot down or you like in your phone, like maybe in the notes section or whatever, just like a list of thoughts, complete thoughts. And they don't have to be long. That's what's so cool. It could literally be like three sentences, but whatever it is, and you just go and it's just thought after thought after thought, you make your little list. And those are each a post. They really are. And you can, of course, polish it up. You know, you can Mm -hmm. use our friend Terry Schilling's copywriting tips um, to make sure you have a hook and, and all the things. But the point is that if you're doing text only posts on a fairly regular basis, you can write tons of them ahead of time. And then you copy and paste and post. Now, actually, LinkedIn, I think now has a native um, scheduler inside of the Mm. the desktop version but either way that my point is is that that's so easy that makes social media easier like if that's a huge if linkedin is a huge thing for you why not do that you know i've heard some people will hire like how we do at fun love media social media management but some people will hire somebody that's just like um like just for their linkedin because they do so Mm -hmm. many of those kind of posts to just write out a crap load of those for them and schedule them you know so smart. It's so smart. And it goes into what you and I've talked about before. If you like writing, if that is your passion, lean into it. You know, that makes social media easier if you're doing the things you like doing and not forcing yourself to do the things that don't bring you joy. 
Right. Exactly. If you like writing, um, on staying on the topic of LinkedIn, not just the post, the fact that you can do text as of right now, we're spring 2023. Okay. So let me timestamp this, but it's, you know, right now it's totally acceptable. You don't have to have all the frills. You don't have to have all the videos all the time if you don't want to, but also on LinkedIn, you, if you love to write, you can do like a LinkedIn newsletter. You can do articles. There's like people that are using LinkedIn are more likely to actually read something that's more than one sentence long <laughs> than maybe they are. the people on other platforms that aren't trying to read, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's such a great tool if you do like writing and those writing-based types of content, you can repurpose it on other platforms and other types of posts. You could slap that paragraph onto a Reels video that's 30 seconds long and you have a Reels. Yep, exactly. You can turn those words into a carousel post and design it in Canva or, mm -hmm. or you know, have Megan with Fun Love Media design it for you in Canva. Heck yes. It could also <laughs> become a, a blog on your website. I, I'm all about repurposing. I think that that makes social media way easy. Right. It really does. Yeah. And there's a difference between repurposing and resharing, which I'll use this as a segue into my next one, and then I want to hear your next one. But since you said that, so repurposing in my mind is like taking this, taking one thought, one kind of complete thought, and and sharing it in, in a variety of formats and in a variety of ways, right? Um, and some of it can be identical. Like you said, like you can take the exact words, you can copy paste it over here or whatever, but you're still repurposing it. You're making that content like show up in a different form kind of and probably on a different platform. But there's also just straight up resharing. That's <laughs> what I'm calling it. And I wanted to mention that today because that's something I've been doing a lot, especially on my Instagram lately, is literally just sharing things again that I have already shared before, like almost in their exact same state. And here's the thing. People just, they may, they may love you, but they're just like not going to scroll back like seven months usually and be like, yeah. now did she already post this seven months ago? Like, no, it's not like <laughs> people are busy. Yes. So that's what I'm loving about resharing because for an example, in 2022, I had a much slower like social media year than the years before 2022. As far as just kind of in general, it was just kind of slower, blah, it was a weird year, right? So I made all of this content and had all these videos that just didn't get seen by a very large amount of people from the, my perspective, from the amount of followers that I had. And so this year, that's what I've been doing. I went back and I'm like, well, I mean, only 1200 people saw that video and I know none yeah. of them remember. So I'm going to reshare it again. And like literally the exact same video. And I'll just like maybe tweak the little pop-up text a little to make it stand out more or do something like that. And that's it. And I use the same thing and I never even had to record it again, you know? It's so smart. Did you feel weird sharing the same thing again? Like, cause some people get weird about that. At first I was like, hmm, I had like a short moment. And then I was mm -hmm. like, Brittany, stop. <laughs> like, <all laughs> of, like really people, people stop. They might like you, right. Brittany, but they are not that obsessed with your content that they're like, oh gosh, you shared this right. last, you know, March. No. It's, well, it's I will say I saw you doing this whole reshare thing and I'm like, that's so genius. Cause at the, I had like a super busy week while you were out of town and I'm like, I'm just going to reshare some stuff. The cool thing that I found is one, of course you're reaching new people. Cause hopefully by the time you reshare it, you have more followers and it's shown to 
new people, but also I had people direct message me and say things like, oh my God, that was my favorite video of yours. So they did remember, and it kind of showed me who like my super fans were. Yeah, I love that. That's cool. Yes, some people will remember. Sorry, I shouldn't have said nobody, but yes, some people will remember. And 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 if they message you and say, "Oh my gosh, that was my favorite," then freaking awesome. See, that's well, it was so sweet. It is sweet, and it's and it's cool to think that somebody would remember because most people in general wouldn't. And so to think that there are people out there that are paying that close of attention is like that's really special. And that's kind of like the thing you want, right? With your tight knit community, people that are your super fans, kind of. You know? Yeah, I, I just think it's a win-win all around. It makes your life easier. It reiterates your brand message. It shows you who your super fans are if they do remember. And you can really tighten up and strengthen those relationships because a lot of people don't realize social media is about relationships. I think a lot of people get like so worked up about metrics and followers and likes. And I'm like, I'm just here to make friends. <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm just like here to make friends. Um, (laughs) I agree. I agree. I think that it's cool once you can develop a kind of balanced mindset about the numbers and recognize Mm -hmm. when you should address certain things that seem like maybe there's an issue or there's a rut or there's a something and yeah, you want to address it, make it better, cool, but not like let it totally freak you out 24 seven. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so, well, that, so yeah, the re the repurposing and resharing thing, those obviously are both really good ways to make social media easier. I mean, I, I actually have been thinking what we could do in small biz social society is have a challenge where like for one whole calendar month, like see who can go back and just, just reshare and repurpose. Like that's all you do. Like you don't even make anything new that month. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Yeah. It's like taking a month off too, you know, in in certain regards, because your creative space, you can open it up for something else, but still have your social media machine working for you because you've already created good content. This is going to sound so annoying, but I look at my own reels and I'm like, I'm fucking hilarious. I'm like, why isn't this viral (laughs) yet? Like I watch my own content and I'm like, this is so annoying. (laughs) I'm like, I want to reshare it. This should have gone viral. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. No, but you're totally right. And it's I, I had a recent episode where I talked about this, where I talked about a video that I shared in 2022 and it and at the time when I was recording it was like it had 2300 views or something. I shared that video again 6 months later and when I at the time of this recording of this episode I'm referring to, it had 266,000 views. The exact same video. <laughs> I just changed the the color of the pop-up text and now moving forward from when I recorded that episode it's um it's even more than than that on the views and it's the same video I just changed yeah. the color of the text on the screen that's it yeah and so like you're so saying smart. I looked back at stuff like that and I was like I like that and not that many people <laughs> saw it that was so good look at me and I wanted the beat yes. of that song and I was like mm, mm, I like mm. it yeah <laughs> then, exactly Boom, shared it again and, you know. Well, and also you work so hard on your content. I'm a wood-burning artist and it takes me a long time to edit my art videos. And I'm like, I'm going to reshare this because I spent an hour making it and editing it. And, you know, don't just let it die on the vine, man. Reshare it. (laughs) And if you're you're, like, say you have a sick day and you're like, but you still want to post five times a week, reshare an old post. Yep. 
It's all good. Yeah. If you, if you've been on, if you've really been consistently active on social media for, I don't know, at least six months, let's just go with that. That's a good round number. Then you can be doing this, you know, and, and that, it's, it actually is also smart from a marketing perspective because if you, you know, we, we know, you and I know that repetition is actually good in marketing. It's just that, you know, you might kind of jazz something up or shift it just a little. So if it makes you feel better, sure, change the color of the text on the screen. Or, or, or if, it, if it was a 60-second video and you want to cut it down to 40 seconds and just kind of change it up, whatever. Do whatever makes you feel good about it. But my point is like repeating the same message, the same overall um the same overall messaging your brand over and over, like you should be doing that anyway. Right. Right. And it's not a weird thing to do. It's totally normal. Yep. I mean, how many times have we seen that fucking Hershey's Kisses commercial where they're jingling the bells during Christmas time every year for what? <laughs> 22 years. I don't know. I know. What's <laughs> up with candies are really crazy about that. M&Ms during Halloween, the little ghost peanut M&M. Yeah. And we're all fine with that. We're not like, oh my God, M&M's. We saw this yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there could be a drinking game with how many times you're going to see the Cadbury egg commercial coming up this spring. Oh, that's good. With the animals <laughs> wanting to be the... Yeah. Thing. Like the lion yes. with the bunny ears. You've seen that shit hundreds of times. You don't bitch about it. Forever. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> I love it. Um, and, and I've, I've done that on holidays, actually speaking of holiday, uh, marketing for big brands, I've done that like, um, the past three, I think Halloween's and Christmases, there were videos I did that were just like silly, fun holiday videos that I reshared every single year. It's almost like a tradition. It's like, why not? Smart. Smart. I saw you do it for the Houston rodeo one. Yeah. Anyway. Very okay. Cool. What you got next? Um, I guess. When it comes to making social media easier easier on yourself, I always say done is better than perfect. I should take my own advice more because especially I've tried to get into the habit of sharing on stories every single day, like talking to the camera, trying to get like not so awkward about it. But it used to be I would shoot my video, I don't know, five or six times because I'm like, oh, I don't like the way my double chin looked in that one, I should move my hair and I would reshoot it or something stupid, just something stupid. And um, now I have gotten it down. So I maybe do one to three takes. And then I'm just like, this is good enough. This is good enough. Right. Pop it up there. So I think done is better than perfect will really help you just get through it. It's at least you have something to post post it. <laughs> like no one's sitting right. here judging you. And if they are, they're not for you. Right. Right. And I, I agree with you. And I, th I think especially though, I like this topic and this approach for um, a beginner. It doesn't mean that you can't do it if you're not a beginner. I just want to give you an example though. I think that this not doing this, if you're a beginner or even kind of inching towards intermediate, but maybe, you know, you haven't been in the social media game for too long it can really, you can really do yourself a disservice essentially by being so picky because you only learn by doing. And that's what's so tricky about this whole mm. content creator situation is that you got to put yourself on front street and post stuff to learn from it so that then you can get better. So you have to share your, your imperfections and your this or that. I mean, I guess you don't have to, I guess you record it and not share it, but 
then you don't get the full experience. But you, you see what I have point. So I, I love it whenever whenever I see like another marketing, you know, expert say, say something like, Hey, you just got to start doing stuff and figuring it out. I mean, sure. Can you have some sort of a plan? Yeah, of course you need something in mind and you need to like, kind of know what you're sharing, (laughs) but yeah, that's how you're going to get better is trying it out. Exactly. Well, and it humanizes you. I see you post bloopers and those are some of my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a good tip that I wasn't even planning. But like, if you're filming something, especially if it's, um, if you're, if it's, if there's movement, so like for me, there's probably dance, but also if you're talking and you start flubbing your words and you're filming it, don't erase it all the time. Like sometimes just save it. (laughs) Yeah, I did that recently. Yeah, I messed up my, my, got my tongue tied on and I just went and I saved it and I just put it in my video and I got so many messages that were like, you're so cute. And I'm like, yeah, I can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) But if you think I'm cute, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. you. Oh my God. Um, but I would have never posted that before, but I was like, you know, I already took the time to record it. I'm just going to use it and it lets people get to know you. It humanizes you. Right. Exactly. And it's kind of fun. And like a little like extra detailed tip, what I'll do is if I'm posting a bloopers video on, you know, I'm being intentional about it, right? I saved it and for later and maybe it's like a slow thing or I don't want to have to, you know, create something new or whatever. And that's when I'll, I'll use those. And I will literally put on the screen blooper or something like that, or like what, you know, oh my gosh, wait for this or, you know, something on the screen to let the person know that you're, you're about to witness a mess up and you're probably going to like it because most people like it when other people mess up. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, entertaining. I do. I do. And that helps why them I want- and go, oh crap. Okay. I want to watch this, you know? I know. Well, and that's why YouTube channels like Fail Army are so popular. I mean, people love to see people goof up. I've never heard of this. You've never heard of Fail Army? Oh, girl. Um, you're about to go down a YouTube rabbit hole. It's just people messing up and failing. And uh, I watch it so much. <laughs> well, okay. Cherry Coke Zero, Fail Army. Like <laughs> I'm corrupting you. Oh, no. The things you're uh, bringing into my life. <laughs> yeah. It's all good stuff, like bad, good stuff. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Um, But yeah, I I, I love the blooper thing. I love all of this. Did I miss any? Um, I I think we covered quite a lot. I know social media can be so intimidating for people. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. No, it really doesn't have to be. I think it's like – like a lot of things, it's probably really comparable to fitness. I think that that anybody listening that's ever been on any sort of a fitness journey, like that's just the first thing that came to mind because that can be very intimidating. And so like some sort of an activity, a thing that maybe just doesn't feel so quote unquote normal to you. Um, and there's always that initial hump to get over to, I mean, mm-hmm. that that's normal. So like, if you think that all of a sudden it's supposed to just feel natural for you and you've never done it before, it probably, it might, you might get lucky, yeah. but it probably yeah. won't. And the right. thing is, is that people need to know that that feeling is normal. The feeling yes. that, that it's abnormal, that is normal. Yes. See, cause you're a performer. You're you, I mean, you did stage acting, you wanted to be in front of the camera, but for me to get in front of the camera and show up on stories and start building my brand like that, that was really, and is really weird for me. Yeah. Um, but I've practiced it, I guess, like a muscle. I, I'm not muscular, but you get it. Like, 
You're muscular in your own way. Yeah. Hercules, <laughs> Hercules. Uh, no. Um, it's just, you have to just work at it and, and don't like take huge chunks, like show up on stories and video once or twice a week at first, maybe a month or whatever. Slowly work your way up to what works and feels comfortable for you. Right. Have you ever had one of those situations where, speaking of things that are easy versus difficult, have you ever had one of those situations where some sort of piece of content that you made that like that was like either super easy or like you didn't even get dressed up for or whatever actually ended up doing really well when like maybe mm-hmm. one that you like really polished and worked hard on maybe didn't do so well? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. One day I was in my uh, oversized Garfield nightshirt and I had my hair in curlers and I was like, I'm just going to shoot this silly video with my dog. It maybe took me five minutes and it got, you know, tens of thousands of views, which is is good for me. <laughs> I like uh, that. I remember that video. Yeah. Yeah. I was and laughing I was just out like, loud. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew I looked ridiculous. I looked like a cartoon character myself, um, but it was just fun and funny. And it wasn't even good lighting. It was, I mean, it was just, I spent five minutes making it and I posted it and didn't think about it. But then the videos were like, I've taken the time to film my creative process. I've edited it down. Some parts are slower. Some are faster. I've, you know, I have different angles and I've used my ring light. Caps out at 300 views and I've spent hours on it. What do you think that, what do you think like the lesson or the takeaway is on on that because because I think it could go either way. I think sometimes the polished stuff can do really well and sometimes it doesn't. It's it's it can be frustrating to cuz you don't yeah. always know. Even if well, you've I done think- all the things and you think that you've like followed all the your you know rules or whatever you want to call it, right. you don't ever know what what's your takeaway on that and how to handle that. Yeah, I think it comes down to balance. I think you have to have both types of content because even though my art videos get lower views, lower likes, generally lower reach, those are the ones that are turning into custom orders. Those are the ones that are actually creating revenue for me versus the silly one with me and my nightshirt and my curlers. Um, That shows my personality and it got a lot of reach and it probably funneled people to my page. So I think you'd have to have both because if I just had the silly content and I didn't ever actually show me being an artist, no one would buy my art. They would just think I was some weirdo comedian who wore Garfield shirts. (laughs) So the takeaway is I do both and I do it strategically because one gets me reach and one gets me money. Right. That's awesome. That's a that's a whole other topic in itself, but I really like that. I like that you talk about the importance of both. And I agree. And while most of my content is like kind of like yours in the silly Garfield shirt, um, my <laughs> version my version of that, I also have my own strategic ways of making sure I mention what I do in my business or how you can look at things I do in my business or some, you know, whatever it is. Every situation's different, but you're right. Like, you know, it, it is like a funnel. Like maybe you're more 
entertaining or even for someone that's not trying to be entertaining, if they're like super educational and they're teaching like really great detailed stuff about their whatever, maybe that is the beginning of that funnel, right? Because you might reach more people because you're educating on something that's really interesting or you're entertaining. And so, yeah, you've got wider reach. You're going to shuffle people in. Um, but you're right. Then those that are actually truly deeply interested in what you've got going on, they're going to be the ones paying attention to those art videos. They're going to be the ones placing the orders. Exactly. I love that you called it a funnel because that's exactly how I view it. Yeah. It's very marketing nerd-ish, but it's true. It's, it's, it, it is. It's a funnel. And it doesn't mean that it's not genuine. It doesn't mean that it has to be uptight and businessy. It doesn't just because we're yeah. using that word. It's just, it is what it is. It welcomes people into your world. So whenever you're sharing something that's going to maybe, um, maybe be liked by the larger amount yeah. of people, just welcome, yeah. welcoming them in. Yeah. I think anytime you can infuse joy into your workflow, it will make that workflow easier. So social media, like it's, it can be stressful for me to create the art videos that get low views. It can be frustrating, but then I blow off that steam by doing a silly comedy video that reaches more people, gets more people to hopefully see me, my personality, who I am. And if they like it, you know, buy from me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly. Um, okay. Before we wrap it up, I wanted to, we didn't really plan this, so I'll go first and give you a second, but I wanted to use our, our situation with from fun love media and our experiences of things we've done in client situations that made it easier on us as the person doing the social media like something specific or even if we've already talked about it but I want to give some examples um because this is a chance for people listening to hear what professionals in a marketing agency are actually doing to make it easier on us cuz we're having to manage many accounts and not just one, like most people listening are just doing their own. So, okay. So mine, and, it, and I'm going to revisit something you said earlier is batching, but I want to get really, really specific and give a good example. So batching content, meaning that we're going in and we're gathering up a whole bunch of stuff as much as we can. And like we said earlier, like banking this content, I'm going to use the salon as an example. They're a great example for this because we do this all the time. So we have a client that's a salon and the type of content that they've decided to mostly share, it varies a little, but mostly it's educational and it's about salon stuff. It's hair industry stuff. And we will go in and I'm sharing this with you guys because I want, you never, you, you could do this for your own business. You go do it yourself if you just put your mind to it. So we go into the salon. We only use smartphones to capture content and fun love media. That's a cool thing because all of you have smartphones and we go in and they already kind of have their notes. Each person that's going to teach how to do this, how to do that, whatever they can do what they want. We're just there to document it. And so we bring in the phone, we have some sort of a little tripod, maybe a ring light, whatever. Um, super simple setup, have their lighting decent. We have a little wireless microphone and we just get to going. I mean, they just, we just get recording and it's all pretty much evergreen content in this case, which mm -hmm. is nice because then it gets, you know, that's just more solid, right? To have a larger percentage of your content be evergreen stuff that you can share for a very, very long time rather than it being like only trends or only promotions that you're having at your salon or whatever. And we just record the shit out of it and get tons and also take photos to kind of correspond. So it, you have cover photos and all kinds of fun stuff. And then as their social media manager that I personally do, I then come back to my desk and sit down and go, 
look at all this stuff I have. This is so exciting. Heck <laughs> and yes, I'll, heck yes. And I'll, I'll end up with enough stuff for like two or three months worth of posts at five times a week, five posts a week on multiple platforms, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the exact process. We literally, we just go in, we film a whole bunch of stuff. We have minimal equipment, just making sure the lighting is decent and, you know, just some basic stuff come back, have a bank of it. And then I can just create, create, create for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. You just chop it up. Yeah. Make it bite size. They talked about one thing for like, say you recorded them for like four minutes talking about whatever. And maybe you kind of prompted them to help them keep talking. And they, well, I look at that four minute video and I'm like, actually that's like seven videos because we're going to cut it up into each complete thought is going to be its own video. Yeah, I love so it. To me, that's a way that it makes it easier for me as as I act as a social media manager and I know that anybody else out there could just go doing the same do the same thing for themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You have and even if and that's what I do for my clients here in Kansas City for Fun Love Media. We do interview style. I go in and I say we're going to talk about these five questions. I usually have a list for her and I send her the list before we do the content shoot. And I pretend I am Diane Sawyer and yep. we just, <laughs> I just start having a conversation with her and I just hit record and I'll stop recording every like five or so minutes. Cause you don't want to have these huge, yeah. you know, clips to trim down all the time. But you know, if she has multiple topics under that question. I just record all of her answers. Right. And right. chop it up later. And you could even use it on YouTube if you wanted to do long form video. You could string them all together, create a long form video, then chop up that video, turn it into YouTube shorts, turn it into Instagram reels. It's just it makes it so much easier on the small business marketing their message because all they're doing is talking about their realm of genius and I'm just there capturing it. Right. Exactly. And you put those two things together and it's like. Magic. magic. And something, speaking of that kind of thing with a client that you have in Kansas City is um, she had done one video. Well, no, she done more. But anyway, uh, where she's, uh, it's it's almost like a how-to kind of situation because she's dealing with beverages and whatnot. And that's another example. So even if you aren't doing interview style videos and you're doing an actual action, like how to do something, like how to make this recipe or whatever, you can do the same thing. You set up your camera, get your little tripod in your kitchen or wherever, make sure yeah. it looks the way you want it to look, blah, blah, blah. And then you have a little list of things that like, you know, maybe they can't be like, hour-long recipes, but, but right. you know, a, a list of seven or eight kind of shorter processes that you know you could show on camera how to do something, how to create this recipe or whatever, and yeah. then you just film it all in the same day, and then you and then you go through it later and start cutting it up and editing it and posting it. It's wild to get like two, three months of content out of two, three hours of work. We plan out what we're going to talk about. We plan out her outfits. In the video you're talking about, she was making a mimosa, and it got over 50,000 views on Facebook. Amazing. Facebook of all places. And it created this huge funnel. She ended up getting 300 new Facebook followers in two weeks for a Facebook business page just because of that one video. And that just blows my mind, the power of batching, how much easier it makes it on the client. And you can do that for yourself. Right. 
Yeah, you really can. We Everybody out there has access to the same tools that we use as professionals in an actual social media agency. And, I, and I've done that intentionally. I've, I've stuck with smartphones for as long as I have with FunLove Media. One day we might have use for another kind of camera. Cool. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But what I wanted to do is is prove, and we've, we've definitely done that, that you can use these smartphones that we all have in our pockets and our purses to create your own little miniature media empire for your company. Anybody can do yeah. it. It's not that expensive or that difficult to order a ring light off of Amazon and get yeah. your phone and like listen to this show or search up some tips on YouTube or whatever and start yes. cooking and doing it. I totally agree. You asked me what I do for my clients with batching, I do take it a step further after the video and I will turn one of their answers to the interview questions into a carousel post. And then I'll even go further and transcribe their answer and turn that into their email marketing for that month that, you know, goes into further in depth. So literally just them talking to the camera, you can do so much with that um, and not have it be extra work really. Right. Yeah, yeah, I've done similar things, and it also like with the the words that you're that that the person on camera spoke. So if it's you, what you know, go back and look at your video footage that you shot of yourself talking about whatever you're your um whatever you're an expert in, and then yeah, like you said, you can take the actual words and just pull your own quotes out of there and make a carousel post out of that. Or I've done this with some clients where I'll go and use like words they spoke in a video. Um, as a caption, like word for word (laughs) and just so smart, you know, like maybe we're posting photos that day and I just want to make sure the caption is like on brand and it's something that's in their voice because we're representing them. We have to make sure we're representing their voice properly. Right. It's literally their voice. Like I actually have them saying this on camera. So I'm just going to make that the caption. It's like, we don't have to come up with new stuff. No. And it really, you want their voice to be present. You want them to be seen in their social media. You don't want people to like look at their content and be like, oh, they obviously have a social media marketer. I want them to feel confident and authentic, even though they're using the vessel of fun love media. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This was fun. (laughs) Always. It's always fun. I can nerd out about this all the time. I know, I know. We could sit here and talk about this for like four hours, but don't worry, everybody. We're about to wrap it up. Um, (laughs) Okay, so Megan, um, I'm sure most people listening already know, but please remind everybody where they can find you as an individual on social media, all the different places um, to follow you, to DM you, all that jazz. And then we'll also, of course, put in the show notes. Awesome. If they would like to know more about design work, they can find me on Instagram at Megan Fun Love Media. I'm also on Facebook under that. And if they happen to be interested in wood burning arts, they can follow me at Happy Camper KC. Or videos of you in a nightgown with your dog with curlers in your They might like that too. <laughs> I apologize in advance. And if they get hooked on Coke Zero, I apologize in advance. <laughs> no, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's a gift. <laughs> Chef's kiss. okay thanks babe okay thank you so much thanks for listening to today's show y'all for more information about the podcast go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on instagram and facebook and subscribe to the social sunshine podcast youtube channel for more information about me go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on instagram facebook twitter linkedin youtube tiktok and clubhouse the social sunshine podcast is a fun love media production funlovemedia.com bye